Hello, welcome back to the various 24-7 podcast. Uh, it's been a while. I don't think I've been on here since uh, after our Panthers, uh, a run against the Panthers. Uh, after that, the Bears won a six-game losing streak and uh, kind of lost all hope, you know. I knew we were still in a position to, you know, come back and maybe make a push to the playoffs, but it didn't seem like it. Nick Foles looked bad. Uh, we, we, we looked lost. So I kind of stopped making these podcasts because uh, I didn't think there was any chance, you know, anything really happened. And so there was really nothing to say. I mean, the team was playing so bad. I, I didn't know what to say. Uh, but now Trubisky came in. Uh, we won three in a row. Uh, lost to the Packers, obviously. But uh, thanks to John Wolford and the Rams, we made the playoffs. And now anything can happen. Uh, I just hope the Bears can uh, get back to their early season form when we went uh, was it five and one. Uh, we looked great then. The defense was great. I don't know what happened to them, uh, but I like to get into the the the, uh, the injuries uh, that are coming up, or who is questionable, who's out, who's playing, who's not. So you can see uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, and Josh Woods are all questionable with Buster Screen being out. Uh, if Mooney, Smith, and Johnson all don't play, uh, I don't. I think there's like a one percent chance we win. Roquan's been the best linebacker in the league, even though he didn't get like the All Pro, which is stupid. He's been the best linebacker in the league. Jalen Johnson been the best rookie corner and our second best, maybe even our best corner when he was playing. Fuller's been good, but Johnson was on a really was just really good when he was playing. He's questionable, limited in practice all week. Uh, Mooney and Smith didn't practice all week, but. Uh, we can, I think we can expect Mooney to play. I'm sure he'll play, but I'm sure he'll lose a little bit of his explosiveness with an ankle injury. Uh, Roquan Smith's elbow injury, I don't know. I'd say he – I think he's going to try to play. We really need him if we want to try to uh, contain Alvin Kamara because he is a, a beast, which means we need Trevathan uh, just going off. And everybody else in the injury report is going to play besides Buster Screen. Uh, screen has been out. Uh, this might be the end of his career. Uh, this is like six weeks now with uh, a concussion. So uh, Duke Shelley is going to have to show up again. And uh, I'd like to see almost McManus play a little bit because McManus is a veteran. Uh, I don't know if that will happen, though. I'm sure Shelley will play. But uh, if all these people on here can play, I say we have a very good chance of uh, having an upset here. Uh, not for sure, though, but – if Roquan plays, that ups our odds like crazy. If Jalen Johnson plays, who knows what can happen? Because since he has been out, our, I mean, a little bit before that, but our defense has been terrible since he has been out. I don't know if that's a morale thing or if it's actually just him not playing uh, hurts us that bad. So uh, we won't know if they're playing until probably tomorrow morning, as I'm filming this on Saturday. Uh, we probably won't know until tomorrow morning if any of these guys are playing. And uh, it's, it's going to be a hectic morning of, listening and seeing who's playing and who's not because it could really impact our chances of winning uh, even if one of these guys don't play. I would say in order of importance, it probably goes Roquan, Johnson, then Mooney. Probably Mooney, then Johnson because Miller's kind of sucked this year. Uh, I don't know. We, we really need to hope that these guys can, uh, can all play. Uh, and actually, we've played the Saints team before with all these people healthy, I believe. Uh, yeah. We had Nick Foles, a quarterback, uh, at that time. Uh, Drew Brees was their quarterback. He threw, he played really good against us, uh, 31 for 41, 280, and two touchdowns. This game obviously went to overtime where they won on a field goal, uh, moving us to 5-3 and three at the time. And then we went on to lose another, uh, was it five in a row, four in a, four in a row after this? 
But, uh, yeah, so Drew Brees is not as good as he was at this time uh, when he last played us because he, he's uh, his arm – he's never had the strongest arm, but it is really bad right now. And that's why I think we have a good chance of, of, of winning with Jalen in there because we can get more pressure on him and make him have to make uh, these decisions and try to force the ball down the field. We want to take away everything underneath and make him be at us over top with his arm. Uh, because, well, actually, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders will be active, or at least we believe they will be active, uh, and they were not playing last time we played them. Their leading receiver was Alvin Kamara, who had nine catches for 96 yards, then Jared Cook and Traquan Smith. So, obviously, if Jalen Johnson doesn't play, the passing attack will kill us, most likely, because Fuller can only guard one of those two. Uh, then we have Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley on the others. Uh not feeling too good about that. But the rushing attack, uh, we stopped in their tracks pretty well last game, I would say. Alvin Kamara, Kamara was their leading rusher with uh, 12 for 67, and they had no rushing touchdowns as a group on the ground. Taysom Hill also had five carries for 35 yards. Uh, I think uh, going into this game, we have a chip on our shoulder, and, and we want to win this game more than the Saints maybe do, even though I think the Saints want to win this game because – They've been the laughing stock of the playoffs for the past couple of years. Uh, they've just been just, uh, I don't know, very unlucky in the playoffs. So let's hope that continues. Uh, and then going over to our stats from that last game, Nick Foles was 28 for 41. So both quarterbacks throwing 41 passes. Uh, Foles throwing for 272 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, and on the ground, this is kind of when we started finding our ground game a little bit, but then we, we went away from it because who knows why. Uh, Montgomery had 21 carries for 89 yards and no touchdowns. Obviously, our run game's a lot better now, so I'm expecting about the same from Montgomery, but hopefully with a touchdown or two. Uh, and this was the game that Trubisky actually came in and hurt his shoulder uh, was this game, so he had one carry for three yards as well. Our leading receiver was Allen Robinson, obviously, six for 87 and a touchdown. And we really got Anthony Miller involved in this game with eight catches for 73 yards. Uh, other than that, this was the game actually that Javon Wims punched uh, Gardner Johnson. Uh, so, And actually, Gardner Johnson just got activated. So uh, we could see a part two. I don't think I don't think Wims would be that dumb to do it in a playoff game. Who knows, though? Maybe maybe he will. Uh, yeah, I know we forced no turnovers against his team last game. Uh, we played them, and we need to force at least one turnover to give our offense a chance here as uh, our offense has been a- been able to, to play very well over this uh, last few games. So we need our defense needs to step up to what it was uh, before uh, Johnson went out and before all of this. And uh, our defense started off the year as a top three defense in the passing game and the run game. We looked uh, like a 2018 defense, not as good, obviously, because that defense was historical. Uh, but this defense looked really good. Uh, that was what was carrying us, and over our three-game winning streak, uh, our offense actually carried us more than our defense. They've looked really bad. I mean, obviously, Rodgers has picked apart everybody's defense this year, but uh, I don't know. Against every team, like the Vikings did really good against our defense, which in the first game against the Vikings, they had like I think 20 points or something, and they had like almost they had 30, I think, or 27 or something like that in our last game, uh, and – 
our defense just really lost its identity, and it, it's kind of just annoying. So the Vikings actually had 19 points, and we only scored 13 points against them. And over these last few games here, you can see they play the Vikings. We gave up 27 to them. We played the Jags. We gave up 17, which isn't that much. But to the Jags, don't really want to give that much up. Packers, we gave up 35, which actually we gave up 41 earlier. And obviously, our defense at the beginning of the year, you can look here, gave up 23 to the Lions, 13 to the Giants, 26 to the Falcons, which everybody gives up that much to the Falcons. They just end up losing. And, I mean, we didn't give up a 20-point week uh, or like a 30-point week until these last few games. We put up, we gave up almost like four in a row. And uh, the defense plays good and the offense plays good. I could definitely see us upsetting this team uh, and just kind of continuing that Saints curse that they've had over these past few years. Uh, and if we actually win this game and Washington loses, we have to play the Packers for a third time this year, which uh, obviously I don't think any Bears fans really want to do. Uh, I would, If we win, I'm cheering for the football team to win. So they, because the Packers get to play, as the one seed, whoever has the worst record out of uh, the first-round games, which would be us unless Washington wins. So we're cheering for Washington and the Bears. Unless you guys want to play the Packers, then it doesn't matter. I think otherwise we would be playing the Seahawks or the Rams, whichever one that game would be who we would play if the football team wins, which I would like our chances against them more than against the Packers. Because the Packers have, have shown that, that we can't stop their offense, that their defense just kind of stops Trubisky. And uh, obviously, I don't think we want to play the Packers very much or for, anymore this season. Uh, and this game has so many implications on the and the future of our franchise. Uh, with Trubisky, Nagy, Pace, their jobs maybe being on the line. I know that there's a very good chance Nagy returns no matter what happens in this game. Which I think I think I'm fine with that. Uh, Nagy really kept the locker room together this year after a six-game losing streak, which is very hard to do. And uh, that's the only reason we're in the playoffs is because Nagy kept these guys heads up, uh, kept them you know focused and in a winning attitude, and we made the playoffs. And uh, I I don't know about Ryan Pace. I think the only way he gets fired is if like we get blown out uh, this game. Hitchbisky looks terrible and. Uh, other than that, I think Trubisky, Nagy, and Pace will all be back unless somehow we pull off a Deshaun Watson trade, which I would be willing to give up so much for Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe even Cleo Mack for Deshaun Watson in like a first. Like we give up a first too because uh, we're, all we are missing right now is Watson. I know if we lost Mack, it would severely hurt our defense, but uh, Watson would be the best quarterback the Bears have ever had and it wouldn't even be close. I don't know. I'd be give, I'd be willing to give up the next like three first round picks and a player uh, for Watson, but obviously that's a long shot. But uh, I I definitely think Nagy will be back next year. I believe unless Trubisky plays terrible and throws like three two or three picks on like the game winning drive, he throws another pick. I think he'll be back. I think Nagy will be back. I think Pace will be back for one more year, kind of like a a prove it year. Especially for Trubisky, I could see us signing him on like a one-year uh, prove-it deal. Nagy obviously uh, has a winning record with, with us and uh, has made the playoffs uh, two out of three years here. And uh, that's why I don't see how you could possibly fire Nagy right now. Uh, you don't fire a coach after he uh, 
takes you to the playoffs two out of three years and has a overall above 500 record with the team. So I think he'll be back. Like I said, I think Pace will be back. If Nagy and Trubisky stay, Pace stays. Uh, that's that's the way I see it, at least. And uh, right now we have one day, three hours, and 25 minutes until the Bears versus Saints. Uh, this game will be on Nickelodeon and CBS, I believe. So I'm I, I'm probably gonna be watching it on like C or on uh, the Nickelodeon or I would like to watch Nickelodeon broadcast uh, because I think that'll be kind of fun. Hopefully it's not like you know too annoying or whatever, but uh, that'll be fun to be like the first ever Nickelodeon game. I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, I'd love to beat the Saints on Nickelodeon. That would uh, be pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm very nervous for this game because uh, I think all of us know the history of uh, last time the Bears were in the playoffs. Obviously, the double doink happened. <sighs> Cody Parkey. I really, I'm cheering for the Browns this playoffs because uh, I'm, I, the Browns have sucked ever since I've watched football. I mean, this is the first time in the playoffs since 02. And uh, I would love to see the Browns, you know, win a few games here. But uh, I also really hope Cody Parkey misses another kick uh, to, to lose a game because just to know it wasn't a fluke, even though he, I guess he has to the upright multiple times. But it, I just hope this game does not come to a field goal because I don't know if I can handle that, like the stress. I know Santos has been automatic this year, but it doesn't matter. I will still be so scared if this game comes down to a field goal because just the history of the Bears. And I just remember that Eagles game. Uh, I thought that was our year. Our defense was historical. Uh, Trubisky looked good. Our offense was moving good. We had a great coach, coach of the year. We had a pretty much defensive player of the year candidate with Mac had like 18 or something sacks that year. Uh, the team was amazing. Trubisky played really pretty good that game, leading us to that game-winning drive, which I think goes unnoticed a lot. That uh, Trubisky put us in that position to win the game by driving down the field with not that much time left. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for that sometimes because obviously the double doink uh, kind of overshadows Trubisky's final drive there. But I think he uh, he really put us in a good position to win, and he looked really good in his first ever playoff game. And uh, I think I think he'll carry it over. I think uh, Trubisky's a competitor. He wants to win. He's a winner. He's always well, he's I guess he's a winner. And uh, I don't know. I think he really is out there to prove himself this week, and he's gonna prove to everybody that he he uh, wasn't the completely wrong pick, which obviously uh, he was. But he's trying to prove you know win a few games in the playoffs. And uh, I think our uh, our Ceiling for the playoffs is one win. Uh, obviously, as an optimistic Bears fan, I think we can win it all. But uh, if I'm being realistic, our realistic ceiling is winning this game, maybe the next game, but uh, that's about it. Uh, I don't really – I don't know. That's probably our ceiling. Our floor is obviously losing this game. But I think uh, we're pretty big underdogs uh, this game. I want to see what the odds are here. Negative uh, 10, uh, and the over-under is 47 points. I would probably go the over on that 47 points. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. The Saints are negative 500 favorites, and the spread yet is negative 10. So, uh, you know, we're more than one score underdogs for this game, but you never know. You know, we were supposed to win against the Eagles, and we all saw what happened there. You never know what can happen, and uh, it's any given Sunday. The playoffs are a completely different season, as Nagy's been preaching over these past few weeks. And uh, who knows? This game could come down 
to a field goal or it could be a blowout either way. We really don't know this game. I mean, it, the Bears have been like this all season. We don't know what to expect from them, and we never will know what to expect from this team because they have been so up and down after a 5 and one start, losing six in a row, then winning three in a row, then losing to the Packers. And you just don't know when this team's going to be hot because when we're a hot, I think we are one of the better teams in football, a top-10 team in football uh, when we are – when we were hot, because we saw that at the beginning of the year we were hot, and then we went on a cold, cold, cold streak. We won three in a row, one of the better, one of the hotter teams in the NFL, probably behind the Bills, and then lose to the Packers. But you know, you never know. Whenever this, whenever this team, it, all football is is a matter of when you get hot. It's not really how good you play over the regular season. As long as you make the playoffs, you can get hot at any time, and that's that was true for the the Giants a few years ago. They went nine and seven, uh, made the wild card game barely, and then ended up winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, I don't know if the Bears will do that. Uh, most likely, they won't. But you can definitely, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. And uh, I think that's what Nagy's going to preach to the entire team. And I want the team to go out there, the chip on their shoulder, and uh, and win this game. You know, with that being said, I think I'm going to end off this episode. Uh, if we win, you'll see me next. You hear me next week. If we lose, most likely I will not be filming another podcast uh, until the off season. Uh, with that being said. Peace out.